0: Hi, I'm Vicki Wu with Vicki Wu Marketing, and as part of our Moving Your Business from Survive to Thrive series, we're bringing you interviews with other entrepreneurs. And today I'm so excited to have Elle Monas, who is the co-founder of True Image Group. <laughs> this is Vicki Wu, and as always, we're talking about the best tips for marketing your small business. Be sure to subscribe to our channel to be notified of the latest updates. Elle builds businesses and specializes in branding and scaling high-growth startups. Her passion for style and branding started when she had the opportunity to build out the styling function of a popular clothing subscription box. She learned how to balance a professional presence and femme fashion in order to wow inside and out of the conference room. And I love that because I'm not a big fashionista myself, even though I kind of always want to be. So, Elle, welcome to our podcast. So great to have you here.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I apologize in advance if you guys hear any extra noise. We work a philanthropic uh, adventure with a nonprofit here, and today's my day with the children. So if you hear them outside, they saw me come in early and they're excited to get in. That's fun. I I love kids. I have
0: several of my own, and I worked in nonprofits for a long time, so I always have kind of a good feeling for other entrepreneurs who work with nonprofits. So I want to jump right in and ask. A bit about what your business does. So just kind of share that in your kind of vision for the company. Yeah, so.
1: we are we call ourselves a creative group that designed a holistic approach to facilitate change and personal growth by transforming your closet and style to best reflect what's inside. Um, and that's kind of a roundabout way to say that we really look at who you are and where you want to be in life and what you want to tell people that you are before we get into your clothing and your closets and uh, ultimately kind of your brain and personality so we can dress you.
0: Oh, I like that. I like the philosophy that you're not just like jumping right into the closet and saying, oh, this doesn't work. Maybe it does. You might look in mine and see a bunch of super long gowns with a bunch of sequins and beads and think that's not really marketing related. Well, it's because I ballroom dance. So, you know, it's all good. (laughs) Share a little bit about your background. I mentioned a bit when I introduced you, but kind of what got you started in this business?
1: So I've worked in startups for almost my whole career. I kind of lucked into startups and I've built and managed a startup law firms at the very beginning and then I moved into the venture capitalist startup probably about five to seven years ago where I became the director of styling. So I built out the styling operation for one of the clothing subscription boxes after being their second customer. So I just half luck, half hustle to get there. And I've been, i had done that for a few years and eventually it was time to move on and and do my own thing. So that's how I got to where I am today. And I, I don't think that I would change any of it. It was a, it was a hard hustle, but we're here. Explain to me kind of the why,
0: why it is that you enjoy doing this unique really aspect of
1: business. So when I was building out the styling function for the subscription box, it was very data oriented. We had a lot of customers that we were having to get to it at the same time. It was mass market stuff and people became numbers. The day was good and honestly, they do the very best they can and the stylists are amazing with the subscription companies for sure, especially with the amount of customers they have. But what I noticed was that style was not necessarily just What kind of clothes do you like or what kind of patterns are your favorite or um, would you prefer dresses or pants? It was definitely more about the person's personality, their lifestyle. And sometimes you get in there and there are some body issues no matter what size. And we figure out what those body issues are and how to work through them or how to work around them if if, if we're not going to get through them in the time that we have. So it's definitely a little more time spent, a little bit more engaged in the actual personality in needs and wants and lifestyle of the of the client
0: I like that philosophy yeah I have a couple of spots on my body that could be best hidden <laughs> maybe other people don't care but it's something I'm self-conscious about and I like the fact that like I told you I like fashion I, I watch some of the fashion shows on television but I don't feel like I'm a fashionista at all and I may be picking things for myself that aren't really reflecting the real personality of me or what the brand, my brand that I want reflected. So I love that kind of deeper dive that you do. And I've purchased from a styling subscription box before. For the most part, was really happy with the types of things that they sent me. But again, it was me telling them, what to do for me not really someone sitting down and saying this is the direction you need to go so I I like that uh, kind of philosophy so when you first started your business how much has it changed from when you started to where you are now
1: it has changed pretty significantly we um especially with you know covid being a thing right now we've had to pivot for sure we've actually gone through a branding change once already just to make sure that we were representing who we wanted to be and who we wanted our ideal clients to be there is definitely a little bit of a shift in how we worked with our clients and making sure that we were hitting all of the right Points at the right time. So maybe a little bit of adjusting, and you know, we have a six week coaching course that we work through people with. So maybe it was a little bit of an adjustment along the way with the coaching course to make sure that we were hitting those pain points in a way that we broke it down and then we built it back up without having to get lost in the breakdown or building up without understanding why. So making sure that everything was in order and made sense to everybody involved. Because if you're not used to style and fashion um, and that's something that you're truly here for help with, it makes sense that we would need to make it linear and a little easier to follow.
0: So when you first started your business, what were your biggest marketing issues back then?
1: Obviously, when you're first starting a budget, you're kind of bootstrapping um, a little bit of everything. So it's definitely having to make sure that the funds are going to the right places at the right time. So are we spending enough on Facebook right now? Are we spending too little on Instagram? Are we spending the right amount on AdWords or direct mail? What does that look like, and where do you get the money to do it? You know, before you bring in clients. So I think that um, that smaller budget at the beginning was definitely a challenge. I've worked with marketing and previous businesses before, so I knew what. I needed to do, but getting the capital to do it uh, and organizing that capital in the right way was definitely a big challenge.
0: That's a good point too, because a lot of entrepreneurs that I work with,
1: they may have
0: some knowledge of the platforms they could be using but don't really have a lot of knowledge of what they do need to be doing. And until you have that knowledge, I don't think you can really have the understanding of looking at the budget like that. So that's always a really good point. How do you need to look at the budget? How do you determine what's giving you a good return on investment? And, yes, where does that cash come from to pay those expenses? You touched upon COVID-19 and how it's impacted your business. So how do you see your marketing different now related to the experiences that you're having around COVID-19
1: first and foremost we want to make sure that we're being sensitive to what's happening obviously the world has changed in a very meaningful way and with the different uh, income challenges that people have right now ours is definitely a luxury service and we recognize that so we want to make sure that we are approaching the topic in a in a reasonable way with reasonable expectations and if now is not the time for someone we also want to make sure that we're sensitive to that um, we've been doing some pro bono work during this time, so it has absolutely been. You know, people don't like to consider that a marketing tool, but word of mouth can sometimes be a great aspect of marketing. So we are, we pulled back a little bit in our spending right now just because the ROI just isn't there, but we are still marketing. We're marketing a little differently, our message is a little different, and we are trying to reach out as much as possible to extend our hands right now really because at the end of the day what good is a business to its community if it's not giving back in the appropriate way
0: True, I'm right with you there one of the biggest points I have given people is to look at their messaging right now and really focus in on that and how they need to change that being an entrepreneur what do you wish someone had told you about entrepreneurship before you started?
1: Everybody tells you that it's hard having your own business and being an entrepreneur, and I 1,000% agree with that. It is very hard. You know, I've operated and managed businesses for over a decade, Almost a half now. So I understood what the operational issues would be. I think what I, I misjudged and miscalculated would be a little bit of the, the startup time. So how long does it actually when you are organically growing this thing and it's not venture capitalist backed, how long does that take? And where does that support actually come from? And it's come from a lot of really surprising places for us. Sometimes your family and friends don't have the means or they can't, or it's not the right time for them to support your business, and that's okay. But sometimes you have, you know, strange that will give you two hundred percent you know of their time and and invest in you and um, it's been really humbling and really incredible to know where that support comes from gosh how thankful you are or you become for for people that you had no idea would be uh, such a foothold in your in your client base or your company
0: I've seen that a bit myself as well and yes we all hear how hard it is and you still don't understand kind of until you get into the trenches that it really is if you had a couple of tips that you could give businesses entrepreneurs right now what would your top one or two tips be
1: so as a a business consultant when I was doing that my tips entrepreneurs was always 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 build out a structure or a skeleton first. If you have an idea of where you want to go, what you want to build, how your organization needs to look as you grow, so you can grow within that. It will probably change, but if you don't have a structure or goal or a skeleton, you are just throwing meat at the wall and hoping that something sticks. I think that structure is probably a big one. For entrepreneurs, the newest lesson that I learned as a full entrepreneur on my own is always keep working there will be days that it feels like that work is going absolutely nowhere and you have nothing going on and you're going to have a meltdown but if you just keep pushing and you just keep working you know write that extra blog post if that's what you need to do toy with the facebook ad a little bit more if that's what you need to do every day if you do something towards your business that makes a small difference it adds up to a big difference in the end and one day you'll be getting a phone call me from all the work on the days that you didn't get any phone calls so your work now absolutely prepares you for the future and that's imperative
0: that's one of the trends that i tell a lot of the businesses i work some days you feel like you're running on the hamster wheel and you've got to keep doing that because suddenly you're running down the hill from the snowball of all that work catching up to you and now your worry isn't I don't have any business, but it's like, wow, I have so much business. And it's a great place to be, but it's because you've done all that work building it to that point. Walk us through a little bit, how do you work with a client? If I came to you and said, you know, I need help. You need to style me and help me make my brand really evident just through my appearance. How does that kind of work progress?
1: So if we go with our most extensive course, it is, You do your style profile at the beginning just like you are familiar with with any kind of uh, stylist or subscription box. So there's, there's a similarity there for sure, because at the end of the day, we don't, we do need to know if you want pants or skirts. But we also do a personality assessment where we talk through with you in our initial consultation, what your life is like, um, who you are as a person. Like I mentioned, do you have kids? Don't you have kids? Are you in a boardroom in conferences all day? Or do you work remotely and you just need something comfortable and casual? So we figure out every aspect of your life first and we map that out on our end and we kind of make a choice of what, what option works best for you. Do you need to go down this path of self discovery? You know, I don't like to wear pants because I have, you know, my legs don't look amazing. Maybe your legs are one of your best features to everyone else. So if there's a bump in that road, do we need to address it? And how do we address it? And we, go down the other path of just strictly the styling aspect where we look at, okay, here's your actual body shape. This is what you look like on a diagram. Here's how you dress that figure to create balance or shape. We also try to stay away from terms like flattering or I hate this or that doesn't look great because at the end of the day, that's your body and it's taking you amazing places. So we wanna make sure that we're celebrating it. And then once we get through the shopping aspect of that course we'll take you shopping we'll shop with you we'll make sure we leave with some clothes after that if you want to have the photo shoot we have a photo shoot option where we have our stylist on hand we have a makeup artist on hand and we have a professional photographer on hand so you're really getting that glam day and living your best life that's about building up um, confidence and understanding what you looks like on camera because sometimes you'll catch a picture of yourself you know when you have every resource available to you and you're like man i actually do look kind of great and that's, that's a feeling that I live for. And then we'll have a graduation at the end with a few of your closest friends or family in that course. And um, we'll have a, a lookbook gift for you so you can see all of the outfits that we put together for you and kind of a little uh, journal of your journey with us as a, as a, as a team uh, on your personal style journey. And then we'll just have that little intimate setting where you can kind of give your little show-off in your new outfits. And we would ideally have your uh, lookbook with your professional shoot photos in it so it's a little bit of a start to finish from uh from the very beginning of a style journey until what i would call the the fashionista stage so getting to experience all of that in about six weeks is for some of our clients has been really really transformational
0: that it actually sounds fun too like when you watch some of the morning shows or i think oprah used to do it and they randomly give someone a makeover but this is even better because that is real quick and they don't really know the person and you delve so much into getting to know the person that it's almost like you know you can't go wrong you're definitely going to give me something I love and that's going to make me probably like even better than I ever
1: thought I possibly could for sure we have we have so much fun doing it Um, I can tell you at least something about every client that I've worked with. Um, I know who loves cats. I know who has you know four kids i know who has no kids and you know i know what kind of wine or champagne they like to drink so we we talk about everything and i want it to feel and i know that veronica feels the same way that we want it to feel like you're hanging out with somebody that you've known forever so you can get to know yourself if that's if that's where you need to be and what you need to do having the fun aspect of it is you know kind of the icing on the cake but it definitely is something even for me on the other side of the camera is so fulfilling
0: Tell me a story about one of the maybe biggest transformations or the biggest impact it had on someone and their business what was that like
1: one of my favorite stories to tell is uh, a pro bono case that I worked and I had a client that was coming out of an abusive relationship. So we had partnered with a crisis center for victims of domestic violence. She's given me permission to share her story that she had been in an abusive relationship that ended with her being pushed out of a car on the highway. So it was, it was pretty extreme circumstances. And when I met her, she was walking back and forth to work every day. It's her first job in a while. Um, she didn't care what clothes she had on. She just wanted some clothes on. She never wore makeup. She never did her hair. And she, because of various forms of abuse over many decades, she just didn't have a lot of self-confidence or self-love for her body. So we worked on every aspect of that over the course of six weeks. By the time we were finished, she had been it she was able to stand in front of a mirror every day and tell herself three things that she loved about herself. She was wearing clothes that she loved and she would come in and show me every day and she, had she would do her makeup every day, and uh, she'd gotten her haircut in a style that she loved, um, even though it was something that she wasn't allowed to do before. Uh, so it was definitely just a complete transformation there, and it was one of you know I'll remember that story for the rest of my life, and it is part of the reason why we still give back as a company so much today because it, it truly does make a lot of difference, and we have the opportunity, um, and we have the means to do so. So I think that it's important to to make sure that that's part of our brand. I love that that
0: kind of transformation you're not just putting clothes on a person and styling their hair but really transforming their life and I've worked with nonprofits like I mentioned myself and that kind of transformation makes you feel so good that it makes it all worth it right there do you work with people only local to you that you can do in person or do you have a way for people to also work with you online or through some other method
1: we will travel Um, There's a tiny bit of a travel fee obviously associated with it, but we will travel anywhere to style. We do offer virtual services, and those have come in handy a lot uh, during the COVID crisis. So we will online shop with you if you need help learning how to navigate online shopping. We will absolutely do that. If you just need us to hop on a call with you while you're going through your closet, we can help you with that. If you need us to hop on a call with you and uh, talk you through what outfit you need to wear to a meeting that day, will absolutely do that. You know, we have packages, but we will definitely do a la carte or one-on-one based on request, and it it's definitely something that we are open to. I know that a lot of people aren't going too far outside of the house these days, but if you need some help with an at-home photo shoot for your, for your Instagram or just to feel better, we will definitely uh, pick out a couple outfits with you for that, too.
0: Great. That makes it sound so easy and make me, make me look good all the time. That's great. Uh, we will have links to your website and some other things down in the description but for those who aren't checking the description can you tell people how they can reach you
1: yeah to find us on facebook and instagram we're on true image group we're not on youtube yet but we will one day once we start creating that content but our easiest way to contact us is through um, either our site or through instagram or facebook and that's again that's true image group Alright now
0: it's your turn. This is where you have the opportunity to ask me any question about it could be marketing, business, me, my life, whatever interests you. Ask away. So
1: surprisingly enough, it's a small world. I have actually heard about your previous work through my own social circle. So tell me a little bit, was it uh, it's Century 21? What was that like and what were some of the largest lessons that you learned there?
0: For one thing it was um, the company had about like nine different companies under the corporation umbrella so I was working on several different companies marketing at once the only other time I had really worked on more than one company was when I'd worked at an actual advertising agency so that was always an interesting way how can each one have their own unique voice, yet all still speak the same language together as part of the corporation? One of the biggest pieces that we did, even though very large company, obviously, if they have nine companies under their corporate umbrella, they were still considered a mom and pop because it was a brother and sister who ran as the CEO and the executive vice president they had inherited the company from their father who started it so in the community some people assumed it must be a mom and pop and a lot of real estate companies are local small a few agents in the office and those people make the economy go you know but this was actually a large corporation and one of the things we were looking at through a rebranding process while still also needing to stay under the Century 21 brand and guidelines was how can we change that perception in the community and let people realize our high level of expertise. And there were various activities that I looked at as part of the marketing plan for the next year. One of them that I had looked at, we had 21 offices across the Dallas-Fort Worth centerplex. And one of the pieces I had looked at, football's huge in Texas. And I thought, well, if every local office can sponsor their high school football teams, what would that look like? Could we pull it off logistically, knowing that we had a very small marketing department, and would we be able to handle 21 offices times however many schools that they had that they would be able to support? And it quickly added up into a huge logistics question Plus, I had no idea what each school charged, but I'm like, even if they just charge a small, like $5,000 per high school, we're looking at a lot of high schools, and that adds up very quickly. So I was kind of shifting my focus and how could we make that same type of impact, but do it where logistically we can handle it with a very small staff. And the budget, maybe the budget's bigger, but it's not spread out to so many small places. And one of the pieces I looked at was becoming a the, an official sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. So when I sat down and was talking with the CEO and gave that as one of the possibilities because he had asked for structured levels, if you had X amount of dollars, what would you do? If you had a higher amount, what would you do? So I said, well, I'd become the official real estate company of the Dallas Cowboys. And he had a look on his face, which you can imagine, like, yeah, right, right. And he said, how much does that cost? And I said, I don't know, but I'm meeting with them tomorrow. And I went to meet with them, and we were actually able to structure a deal to become the official real estate company of the Dallas Cowboys, which was really exciting. I had to present it to the entire management team, which is about 35, 36 people, and get them all to actually vote on it and choose it and approve it, including the budget that went with it and the commitment that went with it of we can't do this and then not activate it in our local offices. It needs to be something that gets the agents excited. They need to wear their jerseys on Fridays, whatever we can do to make that happen. It was really fun, really great to work on. We had to then keep it Quiet for six months until the contract was actually active because we were negotiating up through that point and then signing the contract and then you start at the beginning of spring training season so getting you know 35 people to keep it secret from the other there's about a thousand agents and staff was in itself (laughs) a a very unique perspective on trying to keep that many people silent. And then we kicked it off at our annual awards banquet. And it was great because the philosophy of the Cowboys really meshed well with the philosophy of the company. Both very family oriented, and it was really a good partnership from that aspect. And it took care of the problem of being viewed as a small mom and pop operation. We did some surveying before and during on people's perception in the community. We hired a survey company to do random surveys, and we saw that perception shift, which was one of our huge goals, but then a lot of other great things came out of that partnership. So I'm still friends with some of the people over there, even though I don't work with Century 21 anymore. I still kept in touch with some of them. Really great group of people. Got to meet, you know, some of the players and didn't get to meet Jerry. I think some of the fun things in marketing that happen don't always happen in every type of job. And that's one of those types of things. It was a lot, lot, lot of work. I called it spinning plates. You know, you get one going and then the next one starts wobbling, even though I was pretty good at organization and having deadlines on the calendar and producing a massive quantity of work, that process really honed those skills, I think, even more. Overall, fun, great people to work with.
1: Yeah, that's an incredible story. I, I love that. Um, and what I honestly, I would never have thought about in changing the perception of small versus big going that route, and that's such a genius idea. So I thank you for sharing that story. When brands are thinking about their own brand and their, um, their reflection out into the world, do you think that the brand reflecting who the client is or the brand reflecting themselves is more important, or do you think that it is definitely a blend of both?
0: It is a blend of both, yet the brand, the company needs to... Understand what their ideal client is. You had mentioned that yourself earlier. Understanding the ideal client will drive some of the messaging and voice and appearance and everything else related to the brand overall. The worst thing they could do is simply set the brand as what they want because. Then potentially maybe they're not attracting the right type of client. Maybe they're attracting a client that is, especially for individuals, not able to pay as much and they need someone with, you know, a higher budget capability. Or maybe they do want to only focus on maybe a solo entrepreneur as a business or customers that are interested in getting a good deal versus those that are going after luxury. So the brand does need to consider is the messaging, is the the colors I'm using, the font, all of the different pieces attractive to my ideal client, so that I'm attracting that correct person? Doesn't mean you're turning away at any of the others. You can still pick them up, and that's great to have that diversity. But they do they need to do both. They can't also only focus so much on the client that they lose their own identity and what makes them unique. That uniqueness, that differentiation, is the thing that's going to have that client choose them over a competitor, and so it's really a balance. You have to be true to your company and authentic, but also consider are you attracting the right person when you do that, and if not, how can you fine tune your messaging to make sure that you're getting that perfect client. Thank you so much for being here with us today we've learned a great deal and you've even made me a little bit more excited to get out of my yoga pants maybe tomorrow (laughs) and dress up a little and kind of feel that self-confidence inside and out a little bit more for all of you watching and listening if you have any marketing questions feel free to drop your question down below or you can reach us on our Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash vickiwoo.us, or visit our website, and down in the bottom right-hand corner, you'll find a chat pop-up icon, and you can ask your question there. We'll try to answer you directly, or we may even use your question on an upcoming episode.